Welcome to PICGO Happenings. I'm your host, Diana McFarland. I'm here to give you a front row view of county government. So I'm here today with Christopher Spain, who's the Director of Social Services for Pennsylvania County. Christopher, thanks for being here. Thank you. So I guess to start, if you just kind of want to tell me a little bit about yourself, kind of how you got involved with with Pennsylvania County Social Services. Sure. My experience with Pennsylvania County dates back a number of years. I was field deputy in Pennsylvania County back in the late 90s and just grew a love for the community. I was raised a couple of counties over, but again, I love Pennsylvania County and had the opportunity to move from law enforcement to family services work. I worked Mm -hmm. in foster care and child protective services, really all areas of of family services and then was director at a couple of other smaller agencies in the in the state mm-hmm. and had an opportunity to work a little bit in the benefits arena, which is the other side of the house. Mm-hmm. Had an opportunity to come back to the county in the capacity of director, which has been a real pleasure. I left working at the state level most recently before coming to Pennsylvania County. And so uh, in that area, I, work, I was CPS program manager at the state level. Mm-hmm. And so uh, had have experienced background working with the feds uh, as well as state partners um, and and other directors and other communities and I can say that Pennsylvania County is is just a remarkable community in comparison to any other that I've been a part of mm-hmm. so very blessed to be here and when when did you become the director here January one of 2019 okay that's interesting what you're saying about you know going from law enforcement to to social services that's an interesting transition well it was and in, in essence um, I saw good work being done in the local community in the mm-hmm. DSS arena and the partnership was just paramount to good work and working with families in the capacity of seeing them grow and improve is something I wanted to see happen and wanted to be a part of. Mm -hmm. And so as great as law enforcement is and as valuable as it is, it gave me an opportunity to work with families in a different capacity. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. When I think of social services, a lot of times growing up, you know, I think, oh, social services, foster care. Like that's that's what I associated those two things together. Mm -hmm. But I know there is a lot more. There's a lot more to what you guys do than just just foster care. You know, you're you're technically part of the county government, but you're also, you know, primarily funded by other by the state and federal government. So it's it's very interesting space. So kind of talk to me about what social services is, what you guys offer on a very high level and then kind of where you sit as far as as far as funding and things like that. We're all local employees, so we're part of the local government, but we are primarily funded by federal and state monies. So depending on the budget line, and we have a myriad of budget lines, there's a different split among those. Some are 100% reimbursable, some by feds, some by state. Mm-hmm. Again, it depends on the budget line. Right. Our administrative costs are 15.5% local match. Okay. So 15.5 cents on each dollar is what the local government would put up okay. to fund mm-hmm. administrative cost. But then we have Others, you mentioned foster care, if they're eligible for for federal funds based on criteria coming in to foster care, that's 100% reimbursable to the locality. Mm -hmm. So we're at a 2 to 3% local obligation Mm -hmm. on millions of dollars that pour into the community, federal and state, not to mention the benefits that roll out to the citizens that that receive those, those served by our programs who then reinvest in the community, Mm -hmm. buy from grocery stores, um, go to doctor's offices and, and use those benefits. We're situated well in a community as a local agency. To, to give back financially and help support the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. No, that makes that makes sense. So and you, you mentioned some of those areas, you know, you mentioned, I mean, foster care, you mentioned, uh, I mean, people going to grocery stores and doctor's offices. So I know there's benefits there. So I guess, I mean, those being some of the examples, what are some of the main services? I mean, you guys are social services. So what are some sure. of the main services that you guys offer? 
So we really are split into two parts with regard to programs and offerings to citizens, and that is the family services side and the benefit program side. On the family services side, you do have the more, you know, what people think of us as child protective services, mm-hmm. foster care, foster care prevention services. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have adoption services. We have family resource uh, training and recruiting. We have adult protective services and adult services. We, we often look from a practice model standpoint, really across the but particularly in family services, we're looking at, you know, skill sets around collaboration and really approaching them in a trauma-informed manner, understanding that, you know, sometimes the children we we work with have parents who have experienced trauma that it could be the same or different, but it could be trauma. And so we want to treat the family holistically, and we mm-hmm. want to make sure that we engage all parties mm-hmm. a similar philosophy can be applied to the benefits side of the house. And, and benefit programs is, is, is also very diversified. The traditional programs, which was traditionally known as food stamps, now referred to as SNAP, right. Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, is, is a major component. Uh, Medicaid is a major component. Within Medicaid, we have age-blind, disabled. We have children and families Medicaid. We really look at the value and what we can offer with food security and mm-hmm. medical assistance. We also have the Low Energy Assistance Program to help families with, you know, cost around energy right. that relate to cooling and heating their homes and, and their comfort. We we also have a child care program. The child care program is really, through the pandemic, has is, is been remarkable as it's expanded. We've had legislation, but this last season even, House Bill 2206, gave us an opportunity to expand from 150% of the federal poverty level income-wise to 85% of the state median income. So it's really mm-hmm. expanded the opportunity for citizens to engage in that program as long as they have a child in the home under the age of five and they are working or they Mm -hmm. are trying to find a job or they're in an educational program and they otherwise meet criteria around eligibility, we would hook them up with a a subsidy provider that is approved by the Virginia Department of Social Services. Mm -hmm. So we definitely encourage families to apply for child care assistance before August 1 because we want to see a surge in applications to get families on board and Mm -hmm. they will be eligible for 12 months from the point they're determined eligible. And we really want to engage our vendors too. I mean, you know, the the subsidy providers are so important to the lives of our families. We need the the pockets of the county that are deserts, that don't have childcare vendors. We want to promote that. We want to get them up and running to to offer those services to our clients. Our SNAP participation, um, and of course, Medicaid as well. We just, we want citizens to to engage and to apply. We don't get into specifics around over the phone or otherwise around eligibility determination. We have to look at an application first Mm -hmm. for SNAP, for TANF, for child care. We've got 30 days for Medicaid 45, but we Mm -hmm. try not to wait that long. We want to move as quickly as possible. If they're determined expedited for SNAP services, Mm -hmm. we serve them within seven days. Pregnancy is another area that we are really concerned with maternal health. We want to make sure that, that women who are expecting and their unborn child they're taken care of. So mm-hmm. we have a quick turnaround of seven days on on those applications as well. And we, we certainly um, encourage that. In our community, we actually have an outstation eligibility worker with PATHS. We have mm-hmm. a partnership with PATHS, mm-hmm. which is a rare opportunity. And not many across the state have that. Mm-hmm. No, and that's what you're saying about the child care. So basically what you're saying is the the eligibility has been 
increase significantly. And as long as people apply by August 1st, anyone who is working or, as you said, looking for a job or anything like that is eligible to have subsidized child care. Absolutely. Okay. It's been expanded. So we, you know, we want to encourage citizens to apply. That's, that's good information. Well, I'll definitely keep that in mind and, and look to push that information out as well. And you, I mean, you mentioned, you know, the expanding eligibility. I would imagine some of that had to do with the, the coronavirus pandemic and how that has completely changed <laughs> a it, lot it, of things. Yes. In part, it, in part, it does. We've seen a, a lot of changes with the pandemic in mm-hmm. our world. Deadlines get extended a little bit. So, and in, in we're talking about you know, COVID-19. How has that impacted the services that you offer, the ones that you need to offer, how you offer them? How has that how has that impacted the way that you guys operate and serve the community? It has not impacted our mm-hmm. work as far as getting the the benefits to those in need. It right. has it has impacted how we do things a little bit. Mm-hmm. In in addition to some of the expansions on deadlines, so renewals have been extended. We're waiving interviews for SNAP. We're waiving Medicaid renewals until the 20th of July mm-hmm. of this year. So we're waiving some of that work that that impacts the client. The idea is to make it easier to stay where you are. Some of that really has not had much of an impact, um, certainly nothing negative on the on the customers we serve. Right. With regard to being open for business, we have been closed to the public. We are still closed to the public currently, but we're looking at reopening in a safe manner. But we've brought staff back on board to get them used to being back in the office to prepare for the public to come in. Right. It's very important to us that we serve the public. We've always encouraged um, citizens to use Common Help, which is a website designed to apply for benefits online. Okay. So commonhelp.virginia.gov. And so through that website, you know, citizens can go in, they can apply for uh, a myriad of benefits. They can go back in once they set up that account, they can go back in and make change. And so that's a great tool for them, not just upfront an application, but also ongoing mm-hmm. as part of that process. They are always welcome to call Cover Virginia. Uh, there are a couple of phone numbers that, that go along with that. But Cover Virginia is a resource that uh, takes applications. So for Medicaid, for example, one eight five five. Two four two eight two eight two, and then if if they're interested in applying from uh, for other programs, um, they can uh, they can call one eight five five six three five. 4370. Okay. So mm-hmm. those are a couple of resources in addition to actually coming into the agency or calling us. Mm-hmm. Of course, if anybody calls us, we're going to serve them locally. We're right. not and should not move them outside of our agency because right. we're here to serve them. Mm-hmm. So that, that in a nutshell is how things have morphed a little bit and that's mm-hmm. a high level. But we've had the infrastructure in place to serve right. c- mm-hmm. customers without actually face-to-face contact. Right. We've had that for a while now. So that's that was easier for us in some organizations with regard to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Did you see any significant increase in people overall coming to you guys or for specific, any increase in requests for specific benefits? We saw a surge early on, um, particularly with regard to SNAP. Child care side, we've actually seen a decline Hmm. because kids and families, I guess, with unemployment, um, with facilities being closed and different different issues with families, we've actually seen a decline. Mm Mm-hmm. No, that, that makes a lot of sense. So you're and you're talking about, you know, you listed even those those websites and those phone numbers. Generally, if someone is looking for benefits, whether that be they're interested in the SNAP program or they, they need information about foster care, what would be the best place for them to go? Would that be to call to call your main line and then to figure it out from there? 
Yes, uh, they're welcome to apply online or mm-hmm. call by calling Cover Virginia. Mm-hmm. But if they, you know, want to talk to someone local, they certainly have that opportunity. Right. So in that case, they would call our office at four three four four three two seventy two eighty one. Our phones do get saturated at times, right. so I understand it can be frustrating for clients. We are committed to working cases as quickly as possible. So when we get an application, although we may have 30, 45 days to work that, we want to do it as quickly as possible. Right. And we're committed to that. We are considered part of the top 20 agencies with the highest across the state, which is of 120 agencies. Right. So we're among the top with regard to the number of cases we're managing. Right. We're a mid-sized agency, but we've got the volume of cases that we have. Mm-hmm. And and we're we're not complaining. I mean, right. we we want our participation up. Mm-hmm. Uh because we we know that they're unmet unmet needs even now. But right. we have high caseloads. We want to look after the citizens that are in need. We need the time to, to process those cases. Mm-hmm. So if someone's calling and asking, did you get my verification? Did you have you processed me yet? We understand that they're anxious, and right. we understand that we're their lifeline when it comes to what their needs are, mm-hmm. and we take that seriously. But sometimes it can be difficult to respond to every inquiry. So we right. encourage you know, citizens to trust us, mm-hmm. but we just want them to understand that we're not ignoring them. We're just right. trying to balance everything that we've got to do. And that's our problem. Right. I mean, we, that is our problem. But, you know, just to just to be sensitive to that, we want to make sure they know we're not ignoring them. We we have a culture here that we know what our business is and we take that seriously. Right. And everybody here is committed to that. Mm-hmm. I just want the citizens to know that. And if they don't feel that and if they think that's not happening, please let me know so mm-hmm. I can fix it because that's right. what I'm here for mm-hmm. is to make sure that we are doing what we need to do to meet those needs. Right. So that I take that very seriously. Mm-hmm. No, and I mean, yeah, as, as we've been talking about, you guys play a very, uh, I guess, diverse role in the community and the different types of services that you guys offer to the community. And if anyone has any questions about, you know, what social services offers or if, if a certain thing that you're looking for is offered by so- social services, you can go on the Pittsylvania County website, pittsylvaniacountyva.gov, and then it's back slash social services. They have an alphabetical list of the different different services that are offered. You know, if you don't find what you're looking for there, absolutely call call the numbers. But I mean, Christopher, I think that's that's all the questions that I have today. Is there anything else that you would want to add or think it's important that people know? I think at a very high level, it's already been covered. If anyone <laughs> has, like I said, if anybody has any questions or needs information, please don't hesitate to call us. Mm-hmm. We are here for the community. Mm-hmm. And we're committed to that. Okay. Well, yeah, no, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to talk today. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Pitco Happenings. I hope you learned something informative. If you have a question or want to make a comment, give me a call or send a text to 434-489-8739.